pastor mentioned tonight that uh, I'm going to be talking about prayer. And I told some of you this morning now that our major warrior fans, look, I got, I got some of the color on. I have been converted from Thunder back to warrior fan. So uh, anyhow, I told some of you that we're missing the game and you got it recorded. I can tell you right now the warriors are winning. No, I don't know. Pastor told me that. He looked on his phone a while ago. <gasps> so, <laughs> if some of you are trying to look real spiritual, like you're taking notes, <laughs> and you happen to have on a warrior's jersey, I might be a little suspicious. But anyhow, but I told you, if y'all came tonight, we were going to be praying for the warriors. Pastor Tom, he had, he's quick. He said, we are prayer warriors. So I got a real good prayer for you right now. Lord, help the warriors. Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so there we go. Anyhow, but I do want to talk about prayer. You know, I just don't think that we can pray enough in this day and age in which we live. Would you agree that we are at a crucial time in our history for our nation? We've got this upcoming elections. You may not know this, but I think it's pretty awesome. I think we started this last year. We opened up our foyer. It's a polling place here in Hayward. And they have called and told uh, the person that oversees that to expect hundreds, if not thousands of people to vote, even on this Tuesday. And, of course, huh? 8,000? Well, 8,000. Well, hundreds is... Whatever. It's a lot of people that we can expect to come through these doors on Tuesday and to vote. So one of the things we want to do tonight at the end of this service is we just want to pray that this atmosphere would just be permeated with the presence of God and go spill over out there in the foyer. So whoever comes in here, we can leave our stuff up there too. I know last year they were taking brochures about the church and all of that. So we just believe that God will speak to people's hearts just by virtue of them coming onto this campus. Can you agree with that? We are declaring good things over our nation. Good things over our life. We don't, I heard Billy Brim say this many years ago and I loved it. We don't care what the devil say. It's going to go God's way. You can say that about your life, about your family, about your finances, and we can boldly say it about our nation. So we're going to pray tonight. We're going to pray that it's not just the presidential elections. It's senators. It's Congress. It's local judges. It's propositions. It's amendments. All of these things that make a difference in our lives are going to be voted on this Tuesday and, of course, again in November. So I thought it was uh, seeking the Lord on what to, to share tonight. This phrase just kept coming up in my heart. Take your prayer post. Take your prayer post. So then, of course, I went and looked up the definition post. Post means this. It's a position, a job, or a duty to which a person is assigned or appointed. Then this one's really good. The place where a soldier is stationed. Did you know that people have their post? They have their station in the natural But you and I are soldiers in the Lord's army. And we have been stationed in California. We have been stationed in the Bay Area. 
And when a person is stationed somewhere, they've got authority there. They've got a job to do. They have a responsibility. So all of us, God knew where you needed to live. He knew where you needed to be born. He knew where you needed to raise your family. And he stationed you in the Bay Area. And with that comes the awesome privilege to be a prayer, to be a watchman over this domain and over this territory. Jesus used this phrase when he was talking to his disciples over in Mark chapter 13. We do have a new scripture thong up there or whatever we want to call it now, the verse thong or whatever, and they don't have my amplified classic version, which I'm going to read out of this. Yeah, I, They've changed this now a little bit, but it will be similar. So I want to read out of my version that I like the best, the old amplified version. It's better because I've learned a lot of scriptures along these lines. In you know, when I think about the classic version, I said, well, that's me. I'm going to be classic and classy, and I'm sticking with this one. <laughs> anyway, for this particular verse. But so you might want to just listen. Verse 13 in Mark, uh, verse 33 in Mark 13. This is Jesus speaking. Be on guard, constantly alert, watch and pray. That's what someone does when they're on their post. For you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man already going on a journey. When he leaves home, he puts his servants in charge, each with his particular task, and he gives orders to the doorkeeper to be constantly alert and on the watch. Jesus was talking to them right before he left the earth. And he was letting them know the time was going to come when he would come back again, his second return. But he was saying, in the meantime, I'm giving you an assignment. In the meantime, I am putting you in charge of a particular task. And then he goes on, verse 35. Therefore, watch, give strict attention, be cautious. And alert, for you do not know when the master of the house is coming in the evening or at midnight or at the cock crowing or in the morning. Watch, I say, lest he come suddenly and unexpectedly and find you asleep. And what I say to you, I say to everybody, watch, give strict attention, be cautious, active, and Alert. So some of these words just really stand out to me. Watch. Be alert. Be on guard. Be active in your prayer life. Watch and pray. Being alert is the opposite of being asleep. Being alert and awake is what we need to be doing in this day and age. We shouldn't be dull and we shouldn't be asleep and clueless to what is going on. If you had a business and you hired a watchman or a guard and you were going to take a trip and you said, you know, there's a lot of valuable stuff in here. Now, I want you to guard this house or guard this business 
And you came back a few hours later. The place had been broken into. All your valuables were gone. And you can't find the guard that you had hired anywhere. And you finally find him asleep in his truck. And you're like, dude, I hired you to be on guard, not to sleep. And his attitude was, well, you know, but I got really sleepy and I fell asleep and I'm sorry, I slept for eight hours. That was not the news that you want to hear. You want a guard to take their post seriously. You want them to take the position where they've been stationed and paid to do very seriously. A few years ago, Pastor and I had the privilege of going to London. And one of the things I always wanted to see was the changing of the guards at Buckingham Palace. It was pretty phenomenal. These guys, it didn't even look like they blinked. I mean, they took their job seriously. I'm sure people would run up there and do all sorts of things trying to get them to smile or or crack a joke. Pastor tried, he said something to one of the guards over by London Bridge, and I won't tell you what he said there. We were looking for the Queen's Jewels. That's all I'll say. They were stored over there. And he made a remark, and this guard kind of smirked, you know, and I thought, wow, he's probably going to get written up for that if somebody sees that. Because they got to take their job seriously British people are serious as it is but when you say you are stationed at this post believe me those guys look like statues and they know that maybe you know the queen's life might depend on them being alert it just takes a minute for them to miss something and a terrorist or a criminal to run past them So they, it's no joke. They're taking their position seriously. I want to exhort you tonight that we are in the Lord's prayer army. Every one of us have been called to active duty in the Lord's army. How many of you will say, I'll sign up? I'll sign up. We need to be vigilant about our post. Remember, the Garden of Eden, one of the things that God said to Adam, he said, I'm putting you in charge. I want you to guard this guard and keep the garden. One translation, I believe it's amplified, says, and keep out evil intruders. It was his responsibility. You and I, each one of us, we have a garden to guard. We have our own territory our own domain, our own sphere of influence, your family, the place where you work, the place where your kids go to school. That's your territory. (laughs) That's your domain. We have the responsibility and we have the privilege to guard and to keep it (laughs) from evil intruders. I will drink to that. And the good news is, when we are on this prayer post, this position that we are stationed in, we have supernatural help. 
You've heard about, you know, little kids say mom has eyes in the back of her head. She can see from all directions. It seems like moms do. But our Father has given us a helper called the Holy Spirit. And he will show us what we need to see. He will give us, uh, reveal to us things that we need to know. And then he gives us utterance to speak out the right words, the Father's plans and purposes for the earth. You and I are limited in our knowledge of everything that's going on in the world. We don't know everything that's even going on with our families or at our job place. We do not know the number of times when we have yielded to the Holy Spirit and just maybe prayed in the Spirit. We just have this unction to pray. We do not know and it won't be revealed to us till we get to heaven the things that have been averted because people have prayed. There's attacks. There's things that would have happened in our nation. But criminals and terrorists and people with evil intentions were apprehended. They were caught. They were stopped. And we don't always hear about it on the news. But it's happening all the time. Why do you think God is giving those people that work on our borders, those people that are at our ports and people at the airport, why do you think that he's given them insight and he's opening their eyes to see people that have have plots and schemes against us. You know why? Because people are praying. When Christians are on their post, watching over their families, watching over their cities, God will intervene and he will cause folks to be apprehended. He will cause plots to be stopped. And even the enemy that may have things planned against you, accidents and all of these horrible things that he may have planned against you, when we pray from our post and our position of authority, things are stopped in the realm of the Spirit. Anybody interested in praying from that place? Well, let's look over in Isaiah chapter 62. This is another way of saying it. We've been saying we need to be at our prayer post. We need to be on guard. We need to be alert. And then this says it a little bit differently. Isaiah 62, verse 6 and 7. I have set watchmen upon thy walls, O Jerusalem, which shall never hold their peace day nor night. Yet they make mention of the Lord. Yet they that make mention of the Lord keep not silent, verse 7, and give him no rest till he establish, until he make Jerusalem a praise in the earth. This verse has a dual meaning. It's uh, talking obviously concerning Israel and that he's setting people to pray for the nation of Israel. <clears throat> I don't care what your political beliefs are. Our biblical belief is that we are to bless the nation of Israel. We are instructed to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Our two nations are connected. And more importantly, Christianity and Judaism are the only two religions on the face of the earth that serve the true and the living God. 
They've not gotten the full light, obviously, about the Messiah. But we are connected with Israel. And we need to pray for them. We need to honor our heritage. The whole Old Testament came through, through Jewish writers. And awesome things that God did with the nation of Israel. But you and I, not only are we to be helping pray over Israel, but we are exhorted to watch, be watchmen over our assigned territories. I already mentioned it. Our families. Our church. We need people that will pray over Heart of the Bay Christian Center. It's not just about finances. It's about people. We are praying that God would send people from the north, the south, the east, and the west. We are praying for a mighty harvest of people getting born again right here in our services. We are praying for those that are sick in body to be healed. Our vision is reaching the lost, healing the hurting, maturing the believers. If you're part of Heart of the Bay Christian Center family, this is part of your domain. You need to be praying over your church. We need to be praying over our state, our schools, our nation, the world. Amen. This said that we are called to be watchmen. Watchmen. Listen to the definitions of watch. To keep guard over. To tend to. To wait expectantly. I like this one. To keep informed about. Just in case you haven't heard, we've got inside information. Stay informed about what the Word really says about stuff that you hear on the news. We've got to take it seriously to guard over what God has entrusted us with. Every single one of you in here have a supply to offer. You got a voice. How many of you have a voice? If you have a voice, we can use it in the realm of the Spirit. And you know, we are not from praying from this place of, well, I just don't know if my prayers make any difference. I just don't feel very anointed. I don't feel uh, very worthy. I don't feel very powerful. Our feelings have nothing to do with it. We don't pray from a place of feelings. We pray from a place of authority. I talk a lot about who we are in Christ. And you know why? Everything in your Christian walk hinges up on the revelation of knowing who you are in Christ. Christ. I grew up in a good little Pentecostal church, but I saw lots of Christians who lived defeated lives. I saw lots of Christians who their prayer life consisted of, oh God, please, 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 oh God, please help me. That's not the way we're supposed to pray. We need a revelation who we are in Christ. We need a revelation of where we are seated. When you know where you're seated and who you are 
changes everything. Changes your attitude. Changes the authority in your voice. Ephesians says it just beautifully. Uh, who we are, where we're seated. Ephesians 2, verse 4. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, he hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved. If you weren't here this morning, you need to listen to pastor's message on grace. Got over into standing grace. It was powerful. Get that CD. Listen online. It'll bless you. We're saved by grace. And then it goes on and says, and he hath raised us up together. He's made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Where are we seated together? Up. Up. Not down. We're seated together up in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. We are seated far above all principalities and powers and rulers of darkness. We've got a seat of authority. We've got a place. We've got a position in him. And the devil knows that when you find out who you are and where you are seated, you are a threat to his kingdom. That's why he constantly comes at people with this unworthy consciousness. You're weak. You're nothing. You're just a sinner. God doesn't hear you. You talked ugly. To your wife yesterday. Your prayers are not going to get anywhere. Tries to make it all about works. But this says for by grace are we saved. It's because of the grace of God that he raised us up. It's not of works lest any man should boast. It's grace that raised us. Seated us together. Don't let the devil have your seat. He's after your seat. He's trying to get you to get out of your place. When you're not seated where you're supposed to be seated, your prayers won't carry the authority and the power and the unction that they're supposed to carry. We pray from a place of knowing where we're seated. And it's a place of authority. That place gives us a vantage point far above the lies, the threats, the attacks of the enemy. The higher we go in God, the smaller. The things of the devil begin to look. The higher we ascend in God, the littler and the weaker the things of this earth look. You've taken off in a jet before, and the high, you know, you might start off and you're like, oh, look, 
Sometimes we used to fly over our old building and pastor would say, there's our old building or there's the bridge or there's the Hayward Airport. But the higher you go, you can't make those things out. They just become a blur. And then you get up above the clouds and oh, it's so awesome. That's what he wants us to do spiritually. Come on up. Higher we go, closer we get to God. You know what happens? The bigger he gets. Apostle Paul said, Lord, let him, I might decrease so he increases. When we're big and bad in our own eyes, then we're like the ones that are in charge. I'm going to fix this. I'm going to fix them. I know exactly what they need. I know exactly what to say to them. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. No, let's decrease and let him increase so that the words that we're saying, the words that we're praying, they're not coming out of here, coming out of our heart. Words, words of life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I remember when I was just a teenager, and we were at a youth rally. And, you know, you just have these experiences that are, they just mark you. I was just caught up just worshiping the Lord. And I remember it was still vivid to me. All of a sudden, it was like I was just engulfed with God. And I felt him on the inside of me getting bigger and bigger and bigger. All of a sudden, he felt so big, and I felt like I was about like this. I felt like I was just getting littler and littler, and this was before, honey, I shrunk the kids. It was just like, I felt like I was shrinking, and he was getting huge on the inside of me. And he spoke to my heart just as a teenager, and he said, that's what it's all about. Let me live big through you. The bigger I am in you, that's what people will see. You don't want them to be saying, oh, you're awesome, you're great, you're wonderful, and all that stuff. You want them to say, I see Jesus in you. And that's what he spoke to my heart. Stay in my presence and let me increase in your life. That's what we want people to see, isn't it? How many of you want people to see Jesus in you? Hallelujah. How many of you want to kill that fly? I'll get my farming skills. He's on your arm. (laughs) I'm sorry. That must have been Beelzebub. He's trying to ruin that moment. (laughs) Stay in the spirit. Let God increase in our lives. Hallelujah. And let God increase in this nation. I got a couple more scriptures I want to share with you about praying for our nation. That just came to me yesterday as I was meditating on the Word of God. Lord, give me some scriptures that we can stand on for our nation. And we all have scriptures that we pray and stand on, but these are kind of maybe a little bit different, but they really spoke to my heart. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 6 through 7. Of course, this is speaking of the children of Israel. But then, you know, again, we can take what God spoke to them and we can apply it to our lives. Therefore, 
Be careful to observe them. This was after Moses is commanding and he's exhorting the people to obey God's law and God's commandment. Good thing for us too. Let's how about that. How about we obey the Lord's commandment? I'm probably I think this is the new King James, but I'm gonna read it out of the version I like. Therefore, be careful to observe them. For this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the peoples who will hear all these statues and will say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. That spoke to me. Lord, may that be say said of our nation once again that we are a great nation and our people that live in this nation our leaders they are wise and they are understanding according to your principles verse 7 for what great nation is there that has God so near to it as the Lord our God is to us For whatever reason we may call upon him. Let me just emphasize some things here. When we walk in his commandments as a nation, we will be known as wise and understanding people. I know that's not what the world is saying. I know that political correctness is just out there to the extreme. Some people have become so open-minded, all of their brains have fallen out. I'm kind and I'm gracious, but we don't have to live by the standard of the world. God's Word is our final authority. God's Word is true. He says here, if people will honor me and honor my Word, their nation will be blessed. Their nation will be great. That's how we can pray over our nation. Lord, give our leaders wisdom and understanding that our nation may once again be great. Lord, let it be known that we are a nation that is near to you. Ever since our nation was birthed, it was known as a Christian nation. It is still on our money today. In God we trust. The Ten Commandments are still planted in front of many state capitals. God let them stay there. In God we trust. That's how our nation became great. That's why our nation has been blessed. Because we have honored godly principles. Lord, let it be so again. We've had great leaders down through the the history of our nation. One of my favorite has to be Abraham Lincoln. I love this quote that he gave a reporter. It was when the Civil War had begun. What a turbulent, turbulent time in our nation. And this reporter knew that Abraham Lincoln was a godly man. He asked him this question. He said, Mr. President, do you believe that God 
is on the side of the north. The president answered, Sir, my concern is not whether God is on our side. My greatest concern is to be on God's side. For God is always right. Woo! That's powerful. May that be the concern of our leaders once again, that we are on the side of the Lord. Hallelujah. That's how you get the blessing back on a nation. You get on the side of the Lord. I am not preaching Democrat. I am not preaching Republican. I am preaching Christianity. I am preaching be on the side of the Lord. Vote Holy Ghost. Vote Bible. Hallelujah. Don't vote pocketbook. Don't vote social issues. Vote the Bible. Well, I'm not, I can't say too much, and that's all I'm... Huh? Only God can make America great. Did you hear that, Pastor? That's exactly right. Only God can make America great again. Like eight years ago or something before the elections, they were having a prayer meeting out at Prayer Mountain. Billy Brim was having a prayer meeting. The Holy Ghost came up on that group, and the Lord spoke through her, and he said, The answer is not in any political party for your nation. It's not in the Democrat. It's not in the Republicans. Only God can save America. (coughs) Only God can make America great again. It can't be. Our eyes can't be on a man. (coughs) Our eyes can't be on a political party. God... Our eyes are on you. Hallelujah. One last scripture. Psalms 33, verse 10 through 12. Did you like that scripture? I think it's a good one, right? Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. Woo! Hallelujah. Psalms 33, verse 10 and 12. The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He makes the plans of the people of no effect. Good idea not to put your trust in man because if they're not trusting in God, guess what? Woo! They're going to come to nothing most likely. Verse 11 though. The counsel of the Lord. This is it though. Listen. good. The counsel of the Lord does what? Stands forever glory to God in the new King James the last part of that says the plan of his heart is to all generations I like that the plans of his heart that's good too the thoughts of his heart is to all generations trends come and go fads Styles, they change. They come and go. Methods for reaching a generation may change, 
But I have news for you. The message and the word does not change. Preach the word. Be instant, in season, and out. That's what Brother Hagin spoke over us at our ordination service. He always said that. Preach the word. Be instant, in season, and out. Clothing has changed. Hairdos have definitely changed. Fads have come and gone. Technology has risen. That's all good. That's all great. We need to use it to reach people. But the message remains the same. Pray, prophesy, mentor the next generation. I love this scripture that says one generation to the next shall praise the name of the Lord. That's only going to happen when we preach the word. When we teach the next generation to trust in the Lord. Verse 12 of this same passage. Pastor keeps closing his iPad. I'm not done. Getting there. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Blessed. Say it with me. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And then this next part. And the people whom he hath chosen for his inheritance. Folks, you and I are chosen. We are a chosen generation. And we are chosen to bless the Lord and to bless our nation. To say the right words. To pray the Bible that's in line with the Word of God. We are called to bless and not curse our nation. And to stand upon His promise. Thank you, Lord. Our nation is blessed because we trust in the Lord our God. Amen. Would you all stand with me now for a moment? We're going to spend a little bit of time praying glory to God. Hallelujah. You all are pretty somber in here tonight. But I know you're here. I can see you. I know you're here. Hallelujah. Let's just bless the Lord. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. So you know what? Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. So I think that means that in our nation, there ought to be a lot of blessing. The name of the Lord. Let's bless. The name of the Lord. We bless you, Lord. From the rising of the sun till the going down of the same. The name of the Lord is to be praised. We give you praise. We bless you. We honor you. Hallelujah.
me trust in you. Lord, we we speak a blessing over our nation. Hallelujah. We declare that this United States of America is a great nation. And God is near to us. Hallelujah. God is near to us. Our eyes are upon you. Oh, hallelujah. You know, I like it when we come together. It's only 739. If you don't mind, at least some of you come down.